Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Karen, you're awfully quiet. Yeah. We're ready to go. Okay. okay. All right. Hang on. Let me get in the zone. Let me, t- let me turn the red light off so I relax. <laughs> After all that, you're not relaxed. We didn't do it right. Yeah, we're talking about candy camera. Cheers. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Fire Table. And uh, with our guest here, Hammerhead Tim, uh, Chef Bo, myself, Big D. And today, you are all in a treat. You're all getting a treat today. We have a special Thank guest. You. I guess she could be a little treat, huh, guys? Just a little, yeah. little pocket size. Fun size. Kind of a fun size. Is it explode in your mouth? Is it like that? or Like Pop Rocks and Dr. Pepper, baby. Yeah, well, what about that? Well, we won't get to that. We'll talk about that right now. But our <laughs> guest today is Valerie Rubin. Welcome, Valerie. So we were doing a podcast here, uh, obviously called uh, Fire Table, and we just talk about different things that are happening within the restaurant industry, and you've been in the restaurant industry for quite some time uh, without giving away age and all that good stuff, but a, a different... You know, a different area of the restaurant industry and different cuisines and stuff like that. you mind taking a few minutes and uh, telling us a little bit about yourself and your path here in the restaurant industry and where you are today, where you began and ended? Sure. Um, I actually started, <laughs> I have a musical theater degree, for those of you that don't know. It was college, college degree. It was a, yes, indeed, right? Yes. That's but the I, drama. <laughs> I was cooked. I've cooked since I was like three years old. My I was an only child, and my parents liked to sleep in on the weekends, so I used to get up on a chair <clears throat> and cook myself eggs when I was three in the morning when I get up. So I've and I'm again an only child, and I had not a lot of friends, and um, I spent a lot of time alone. So I would cook to occupy myself. <laughs> I would bake a lot. Um, I used to try and rep. We traveled a lot when I was younger, so I used to try and replicate all of the food from around the world where we'd go and eat. Um, and that's kind of how I learned how to develop flavors. Is my mom would be like, "Can you make that thing we had in Belgium?" And I'm like, "All right, let's go to the store. Let's figure it out." Okay. So, um, and that was uh, fun. <clears throat> But I never took it seriously as a profession, um, probably because, you know, I come from a Filipino household and it's only doctors and lawyers. So. And nurses. <laughs> with a, was a, it a nurses. German accent? What was that? Was that a, oh, no, that was <laughs> Filipino. Filipino. Filipino accent. Um, so I was expected to go to college and I did. I did not go for law or a medical degree in any way, um, my, my own sort of rebellion. So I had a musical theater degree, got out of college, um, moved home to L.A. I worked for, um, I got an agent, and I, you know, went on auditions. I worked for the Disney Channel for a little while, and then I woke up one day, and I realized I hated my life and everyone I knew. So I might have been 22 at the time. Okay. Um, and I quit, and I was living with my cousin at the time, and I said, what do you think about me going to culinary school and he was like oh you should have done that like years ago so I was like all right so I chose thanks for saying something yeah he's like I don't right. know why you didn't do that in the first place this is what you should be doing 
because um, I've been he he's a politician and so he used to throw all his parties. So he would have he would have donor parties and um, you know like constituent parties, and I would cook for all of these people kind of organize the whole thing it was we had a nine acre ranch so it was basically an event center the tables and like the whole thing like everything you would have at a banquet event center uh, we had so where is this in la where did you have that in la it's in in claremont oh claremont yeah i know claremont okay um and we it's near you guys closer to you guys than it is to me now yeah (laughs) well maybe not Bo. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I I had already you know I was already whatever two hundred thousand dollars in debt because I had a college degree. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, let's see, what is the shortest, cheapest culinary school I can find? So I found this place in LA called Kitchen Academy. Doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Um, <laughs> Have you heard of that, Hamgrid? No, oh. no, no. I've heard of it as a joke. <laughs> okay. You know, it was four sessions. I think it was eight months. I can't remember how long. It was short. Yeah. It was really short. Um, <laughs> the weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a weekend culinary school. It was, it was like more school. What do you call those uh, retreats or uh, Tony Robbins? Yeah. 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 school. There was a guy in the front that just said, believe you can cook and you can do it. <laughs> okay. All right. It was, I mean, it was... It was eight months. It was morning. I, did, I chose morning session, so I would drive from Claremont to Hollywood at five o'clock in the morning, and I would. That, that was a student loan tapped out at two hundred and two thousand dollars. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. I think it was. I think it was. It might have been thir- It was cheap for a culinary school, you know, comparatively now. I think it might have been thirteen or sixteen something ridiculous like you know less than a, than a you know compact car okay right on <laughs> and a yugo yeah point? like less than a used compact car is what it calls wow, wow. your your knives and uniforms cost more probably yeah I, actually and so I went and it was like the first time in my life where I like felt like I fit somewhere I was like oh I'm good at this I fit and I you know I could kind of execute everything flawlessly I got along with all the instructors like people I was like randomly all of a sudden one of the cool kids which I had like never been in my life so I did that I got an like a job at the end so I would I would get up I would go to Claire or from drive from Claremont to Hollywood at five o'clock in the morning and once we hit the baking section, I used to bake every morning. Um, I would do usually doughs the day before, like after class before I left, and then I would go in early. So then I started waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and I, so I could get to class at, at 5, and I would bake in the morning. I'd bake croissants and breads and all kinds of stuff. Um, and I used to remember the days I would bake croissants, I would take them out of the oven and I would set them down and I would turn around to like, I don't know what, get something or like grab a spatula or a pair of gloves or a container. And by the time I had turned around to get them again, they were all gone. They would be disappeared. And there'd be, you know, 18 people in class eating croissants. (laughs) Thanks, Val. Ah, good stuff. Like that's my final. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
now all of you are my final. So if you liked it, then it's good. Yeah, my pack. And then I got, I would go from Hollywood, um, I got a job in Venice. So I would get off class at, I don't know, 11. I would go, I would drive to Venice, find a place to park, go into work early, because that's what you do when you're brand new in a kitchen job. I would work until 2 or 3 in the morning or, like, some, you know, midnight and drive home from Venice to Claremont and some nights take a shower (laughs) and get dressed and go back to Hollywood. Some nights I would just drive back to Hollywood and sleep in my car for a little while and change my coat and go back in. Wow, well, that explains that hard work ethic you got. I was going to say that explains the psychopathy that happens. No, we have to get it done now. Yeah, right. Yeah. A little bit, like, you know, just a little bit. I think You're doing that all at 23, 22, 23, working, just yeah, pushing but I was yourself, like, huh? I was behind for people that live in a kitchen and have grown up in a kitchen. I mean, like, Bo was doing that when he was 15. Yeah. I didn't do it for 10 more years, essentially. Yeah. yeah, you got into it young, too, right, Tim? Yeah, and I was just going to say, that seems like a real common theme, especially between the three of us chefs on this, but, um, you know, it's everyone that was real serious about being a chef in the restaurant business, we used to do that. I worked at the LA Times. I went to culinary school. Um, so I would go to school in the morning, and then I worked the overnight at the at the Times. Um, and I had very little sleep, uh, and it seemed like I was going back and forth from Pasadena to, to, to downtown and, and sometimes sleeping – in the parking lot of either school or work, just like at least that's like, only like five miles. Yeah, Pasadena <laughs> downtown is like short. Yeah, it's not like you know Claremont and back, but um, but yeah, you know, it just seems like that. That's a real common theme in in yeah. folks that really wanted it. Wait, I think the common theme here is that at one point or another we all slept in our car, so we weren't late <laughs> we for did, work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. Like, like. Okay, I'm in Anaheim. I need to drive to Palm Springs, or I could take a three-hour cat nap in the back of my Explorer and then go back to work. Oh, I'd rather right. do that. Right. You know, I mean, it's yeah. I think we all slept in our car or in a booth. You know, we all live these lives that people are just like, "How did you even?" You're like, "How do you not?" Right. Well, there's you a difference to. too between both sleeping in the back of an Explorer and me sleeping in the back of an Explorer. Like that's like a, you know, apartment in Hollywood. That's a whole well, in, in, like, in two more minutes, go ahead and tell us what happened from once you graduated to where you are now. So I, you know, worked in a kitchen. I made no money. Um, and I decided I wanted to work front of house because I was cute and 20. And so I got a job front of house um, at this pizza place that was just opening with people who didn't know what they were doing. Um, and I finagled my way behind the bar, and it just so happened that one of they were very well connected. So one of the managers there happened to be the um, GM at the the Hollywood Palladium when they were reopening. Ooh. And so because I'm cute and I worked in the kitchen and I can pick up pretty quickly, I learned all of the standard drinks like in a day. And then they were like, he was like, oh, you want to be on the mixology team, you know? And I was like, yeah. And so he brought me over. Don't mind my dog. He brought me over, and I, I got to be on the mixology team on the Palladium, um, and then I got another job at a bar, and they found out I cooked. And so on Mondays, 
that bar would have me cook and serve and uh, bus and bartend. I was the only person in the restaurant on Monday. Wow. People used to come in and be like, are you the owner? I was like, nope. Wow, okay. Nope, I'll bring your food right out. <laughs> yeah, should be, but no. And then I stumbled into a job at U.S. Foods, and then I, and now I end up, um, you know, doing all the vegan stuff because when I was, I've had allergies my whole life. That's like the detour I didn't take. I've had allergies my whole life. I developed one new food allergy every year since I was, uh, from the time I was 16 until I was 28. That's a hell of a streak. Yeah. And so I started getting, when I was selling food for U.S. Foods, I um, started uh, I started getting all these customers that were, like, looking for natural and organic. Because, like, when you're a salesperson, you end up gaining customers that are, it's like being in a relationship, you know, like you date people that are like you. Yeah. You, have <laughs> you sell to like people that are like you. Stuff. Like Tim gets butcher shops where they eat everything. Yeah, yeah. Slaughterhouse. And then, so because I ended up knowing so much about this because I'm obsessed with food and food allergies because I had so many, um, I started cooking like a lot of alternatives and I did a little research and that kind of guided me on this path onto like being a consultant for like specialty diets. And that's just kind of how that happened. Um, you know, and the mixology thing just came incidentally because I was trying to make more money as a server. It sounds like a, a common kind of path, but everybody, the effort they put into it kind of varies, you know, for some people. And, and man, to, to see you hustle like that and, and do what you're doing at such a young age to sleep in a car, get up at 3 a.m. I think I wasn't even going to bed yet when I was in the front of the house, still drinking at 3 a.m. Uh, to to do all that is is fantastic. Man. That's a great story. Thanks for telling us about your your career path and where you are today. Uh, and thanks for joining us. So what we do here is just um, talk about exactly that: the restaurant industry and how it's treated us or mistreated us, however you want to look at it. Uh, for me, it, it produced a, a wife and kids. As I met my wife when I was the bar manager back when I was 20. Five and I think Bo, you your wife too. You met in the industry, I think. Yep. Right. So yep. again, thanks for joining us. Here we go. So one of the main things uh, that I did invite Valerie, with the approval of course of those two, is that Valerie can be very straightforward. Yes. Uh, I do love that. So we're looking forward to some nice uh, conversation. So Chef <laughs> Bo, if you want to, uh, or Hammerhead, if you want to fire table one hundred and one, let's uh, let's start talking. Oh, I got table 101. This is our, since Val is new to us and she just gave us a great insight and depth into her career, we have a little thing called the island questions we like to do here. So this is the thing, is that if you're stranded on an island, right, you can only have one of these things, right? I'm going to go through these questions. They're all very clear. I'll answer any questions, but this is uh, meant to spark some conversation and get to know Val just a little bit better. So if you're on this island, right, stranded, what is your favorite candy bar you would have on this island? So Arrow, Cadbury makes this candy bar called Arrow, and they have mm. a vegan version, but they don't have it in the United States. But when I could still eat dairy, you can I have it. Love, you can have it on the island. It's wide open. I, I know, right? I loved an Arrow bar. I, okay, was, those are like my favorite. 
I think I'm seeing a theme here. It's a lot of vegan stuff, but that's cool. We all know that's all right. Okay, well, so you know, I don't want to be like destroyed on an island. I'm still me. My food restrictions don't magically go away, right? No, 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 they don't. They don't. There are a few magical things here on the island that do happen, and we'll get to those in a minute. All right, so after, so after the candy bar, favorite food uh, that you could have on the island, perfectly prepared, however you want. Is that, is that a, does that count? What? I didn't hear what you said. Vegetables? Vegetables. Can you be a little bit more specific? <laughs> um, first. Let me think. Well, um, I, you know, I like a, like a roasted vegetable pie, but it's got to have a crust. Okay. Because I really need like carbs. Yeah, or okay. Or else I'm like meat, so. Okay. All right. All right. So roasted pie, magpie pie. Okay. Odd. I I feel like the more we're gonna ask these questions to other people, we're never gonna get these answers again. So I kind of dig that. Um, all right. So, the one movie you could watch, your favorite movie on the island. Uh. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> this is gonna be good. It's Don't say Jaws. Don't oh, say Jaws. It's one of two. It's one of two. It's I. You have one. No, you only have one. What? One. You only have I, one. I'm gonna say Miss Congeniality. Okay. Okay. Wow, that's we go. Never would have We're learning more as we go along, folks. This is gonna be very entertaining. All right. <laughs> Favorite album. So I don't listen to music so much. It could be a comedy album. Sorry, Hammerhead. Um <laughs> could be a play. Yeah, you could have a soundtrack to a play, like to Wicked or Rent or Hamilton or, you know, it could be any, it doesn't have to be. Is anybody caught off guard with that answer from someone that went to uh, performing school? A little bit. I don't speak music. That's why yeah, I said. A little bit. Am I, am I the only one? No, I'll be like, I went to culinary school, but I don't like food. <laughs> I just drink water. A lot of water diet. Uh, yeah, only water. Come on, um, Major. I, Favorite so, album. I listen to podcasts exclusively unless I'm prepping for work, and then I just like put whatever ancillary like pop R and B like happy stuff. So on. okay, so out of the pop R and B, what what era? Eighties, nineties, two thousands? If I had to, like, if I had to choose, I would say eighty five to ninety five would be like like a compilation pop hit album. So greatest hits from 85 to 95. I would imagine, let's see, like Madonna and uh, a little Queen and some, <laughs> not ABBA, I hate ABBA. Um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Um, okay. All right. Okay. So wait, we got, we got more questions. We got more questions. All right. So, all right. A person to talk to, alive or dead, they'll be alive on the island, but strictly to have conversation with. Who would that be? Well, that's no fun. There's other <laughs> questions. Let's move it along. Um, conversation. Conversation. Um, <laughs> I, like that. I guess that implies everybody she's talking to, she's going to get bored of in a minute. So you right. got to offer something else. No, I mean, I just want somebody <laughs> no, that's no. going to be like, it could be the Dalai Lama. It could be Abraham Lincoln. It could be the dude who invented food allergies. I mean, whatever. 
why does it have to be a dude? Or the chick who, I, well, I don't See, here's the thing about me, and here's the thing you're going to learn about uh, these questions. No, yeah, no. You want me to say something profound and intelligent, but I no, am a bubblegum princess, and I say things that are completely vapid. No, I know, but then who would you want to talk to? Miley Cyrus? I mean, I'm what? Trying to think. No, no, you know, I think, uh, honestly, maybe, I want to say Anthony Bourdain just because I feel like he'd be fun, but yeah. also, like, I think he'd be kind of a prick, and I, I would get tired of him quickly. But it's only when you want to have conversation. He's not going to be hanging out with you the yeah, whole time. It's just when you want to talk. And just be like, I don't want to talk to you anymore, and then, then I'll be fine. done. Then he goes away. Anthony Bourdain's gone. But then I'll never have anything to talk to. He's going to be a prick every time he comes back. Okay, you have to pick one. You have to pick somebody. I kind of want to say you, Bob. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving along. All right. Favorite poof, book. You're gone. I know. Poof, I'm on the island. Favorite book. What book would you have on the island? One book. Oh, um. I like the Ender series. Okay. Good enough. All right. Favorite set of clothes. Now, that could just be a genre. It could be just like athletic leisure wear, chef yeah. coat. Yeah. Hmm? The what? Athletic leisure wear. All right. Okay. Athletic leisure wear. That sounds good. I think we all fit in that category. Wait, right. is it warm on the island? It's a goddamn island. <laughs> it's not an island in the Antarctic. It's a fucking well, island. I mean, Greenland is full of snow, and that's an island. So just saying. Could be the island. Could be well, wherever you want. Wear the athletic clothes if it gets hot. Okay. Yeah, you'll be. Yeah, hot. that's what I say. I was just gonna say, like, can I just have underwear and, and a t-shirt? Like, that you can do that too. That that would be fine. Okay. Favorite drink. Now, this is gonna be the drink you're gonna have on the island. That's not gonna come out of the fucking ocean. Sparkling so. water. Okay. All right. Now we're gonna get into the good stuff. I think. Uh, favorite board game. That you can have, and now you can play this board game with the person you talk. Can I right? just have a deck of cards? Sure. You can have just a deck of cards. You can do that's a bunch. What of, I, want. Well, I mean, no, that's not technically, a, technically, technically that's not a board game. No, that's not a board game. Uh, so no. Um, trivial pursuit. 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 Trivial Pursuit. Okay. All right. I like that. Because you play Trivial Pursuit with Anthony Bourdain in your athleisure wear. I kind Indeed. Of right? Okay. So now here we go. The person really to bad. fulfill your most sexual desires, alive or dead, they will be alive on the island and in their prime. My boyfriend. <laughs> That's a bullshit answer and you know it. Yeah, I, no, it's not. So that's a straightforward comment I made. No, 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 no. I like. I'm supposed to say my wife, yeah, Marilyn Monroe. I yes, but here's the thing about that is you don't know what the performance is like. You I'm know whatever what the, you want. You know what the poster says, but you, you don't know what the performance want. is like. You can do whatever you want. It can be whatever you, you can. You have a lot of time on the island to coach them up. Yeah, <laughs> coach you, you know, <laughs> that's not as easy as uh, all of that all the time. Okay, so we're going to go with the safe answer. My, my boyfriend. My boyfriend. Okay. Favorite TV show? Oh. I love Lucy. Okay. I love Lucy. Probably the chocolate episode, right, where she's shoving the rum balls that's in her mouth? Like so, not everybody says that's their favorite episode. It's like the most pedestrian I Love Lucy episode ever. No, actually, my favorite episode of I Love Lucy is when she gets drunk. On I that need a bed. 
Yeah, my infusion measurement. You put that party. Are you popular? Yeah, that wasn't that well. Did you watch that, Tim? Did you watch the? Cur- uh, I, 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 I did. I watched a lot of them growing up, but I, I don't think I could tell you which episode was which. At this I couldn't. Point. I couldn't recall that. No way. My other, if I had to choose a different I, one, it would be the Twilight Zone. That explains quite a lot, actually. Doesn't it, though? Oh, yes. Okay. So now, all right. In this one, your favorite cartoon character, which you get a statue of on the island. Oh, big hero! Wait, a statue? Can it be fleshy? It can be a fluffy statue. That's fine. Big Hero Six. Okay. Cool. All right. You know and why? Don't... You can just run and <laughs> tackle. Right, and those and those are the island questions. Thank you for playing along. Happy to help. I think I think we learned a little bit more about Val. Well, yeah, that was some good stuff, and and her arrow candy bar. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so now on the uh, next episode, so thank you for firing table one. Uh, mm-hmm. Our next episode, when we fire table one hundred and two, we'll talk a little bit more with Valerie here on some different topics. Uh, but thanks for uh, playing along and letting us get to know you a little bit, Valerie. Hey, happy to be here. Welcome back, everybody, to Fire Table with uh, Chef Bo and with Hemp. Our continuation here with Valerie. You met her on the last episode and learned a little bit about her journey in the food service career and a little personal stuff of uh, who she would like on an island and uh, who, what favorite board game and all kinds of good stuff. So some whack ass candy bar. Yeah, some some candy <laughs> never heard of. Uh, never heard of arrows or like that. With an A E. Well, so that's the fun part of this show. We got all different uh, walks of life and people on this show. So let's um, let's continue this and let's fire table uh, two hundred two. All right, I got a table two hundred two. I got a quick trivia question for everybody here. Now we're all foodies, right? We all tend we all like to think we know a lot about food and everything, but here's where food and entertainment kind of come together. We got Val, who's a, a theater, a theater, right? Theater major here. So in one of the most highly acclaimed movies that went way the hell over budget in Dances with Wolves, right, with wonderful Kevin Costner, right, great epic sweeping movie, right, they had the bison, right, remember the bison running down the plane? Yeah. The big bison, right, big yoked bison, right, Mm -hmm. there was a food that got the bison to charge like that, right, now I'm only going to give one guess per on this, right? But it is a specific food item that got that they showed the bison. They were basically standing about probably 100 to 150 yards back. They held this food item up, and a couple of the bison in the beginning were like, "Yo, we know what that is." And they took off running and like most herds, the rest of the herd just followed suit. And they had to do it a couple of times, but it was the same food item. All right. So, since Val is our guest, we'll let her go last. So I'm going to start with Hammerhead Tim. What do you think that food item is? Carrots. Carrots. All oh, right. That's what I was going to say. Big D. What is that food item? Uh, I um, 
um, beef jerky. <laughs> wow. You can't Spice and the dish <laughs> dish. So Spice and beef jerky. Spice and jerky. Spice and jerky. I'm coming at you. Uh, I, mean, I understood with carrot. You know, I guess maybe a corn sock or something, maybe? Corn sock. That's a good guess. It's a good yeah. guess, but not what we're looking for here. Yeah. All right. Val. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know you all are racking your brain trying to remember that. I don't listen to music, and I also don't watch movies. So I've never seen Dances with Wolves. But I know. I know. I know. It's typically the answer when someone asks me something about a movie that wasn't like yeah. a cult classic. But I'm going to say an apple. An apple. All right. These are all great guesses, but guess what, folks? It's not what we're looking for here. Right? This is not on the list today. It's one singular item. We have all eaten it at one point in time, and we all love dunking it in milk. It's a damn Oreo cookie. Really? Oreo cookie. They went that crazy for an Oreo cookie, but they would trample their young to get an Oreo cookie. So they took, like, the lead bites and got them all hooked on Oreo cookies. Yep. Like crack. Yep. And used them in, like, a performing monkey. Yeah, they, they they basically they had him sniff it and smell it, right? Well, it's kind of it's a big yolks performing monkey that's like fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred pounds. Yeah. Right? But they they would have him smell and everything, and they get him to charge, and then after they did their thing, they fed him all the Oreo cookies, right? Everybody got an Oreo cookie, yeah. and then and then they would do it again, right? And then after a couple passes, it's really kind of the same passes that run through the entire movie. But after they got the footage they needed, then they kept the two that were quasi trained that probably turned into, into Darren's bison jerky later on in life <laughs> you know but they, they cut the rest of them loose but yeah oreo cookies man that's what got the bison all jacked up the power of sugar right crazy. crazy i mean what else could it be you're giving a bison oreo cookie i mean no I, can you imagine just like the bison's pupils dilating and be like yo yeah. i have I never I recognized that little little cookie from a like, hundred yards away no, I did some extra research. I don't know if it – I think it was just the Oreo cookie. That's the way they made it sound. It could have been the package. It could have been, you know, oh, like okay. maybe a – I mean, I, I don't know. They never they never really clarified it. It was just Oreo cookie. But, yeah. All right. No, I, I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Movie movie food trivia. Movie food I got trivia. A, I, I got a little question. Val, do you eat Oreos? Oreos are vegan, so I do. They, Although, they I don't – they are vegan. I don't. Yeah. Um, I eat. I eat JoJo's because I like them better. <laughs> what the Does that go along with your Arrow candy bar? I like JoJo's because <laughs> they're, they're more. Yeah, Joe's. So I, there's something about the Oreos, like the the excess of hydrogenated oil or corn syrup or something, like makes me feel kind of sick. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm like. I, I'm small, but I'm kind of a black hole. Like, I, I can't just eat, like, you know, a little bit of food. I have to eat, like, the whole container of food. So I, I don't eat one Oreo. I eat, like, you know, two or three sleeves of them. And so I just, like, don't like to feel sick. So Trader Joe's makes, like, a more kind of natural version of the Oreo cookie if they eat that. And it's called a JoJo. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of it. Have you guys heard of that? Never. No, never. never. Okay. Somebody needs to shop at Trader Joe's more. Yeah, I guess so. And is like, uh, is that replica? They copy the Oreo, like the Hydrox, the whole deal. The... Well, um, well, ha- Oreo is a copy of the Hydrox. 
but yeah. the JoJo is it's like smoother. It doesn't have all the ridges on the outside. Um, okay. They also have like a thin version that I tend to get, but the vanilla ones are actually really really good too. So the JoJo you has the same flavor and it's good. It might be a, a good option because I, I don't mind trying something different, especially yeah. like Oreos because I love Oreos. We used to dump those all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if there's something a little better for me where I can keep up that habit, I, I'm I don't think that that they're you know yeah, better for you, you is a hard still a cookie sell. With that sugar. I'm, I'm just I'm just inquiring, you know, <laughs> just because I'm looking for options. You don't have to attack. It's it. just got less, you That's know. Scary. That there's like a really high amount of hydrogenated oil in it, and I just it like doesn't sit well with me. So I will eat an Oreo if I'm at a hotel and I want something sweet, and that's all I have. Like I'll get a sleeve of Oreos and get them. Okay, so, so this brings up a question with the Oreo thing and what we're talking about now and your better thing of the the JoJo. What do you guys where do you guys come down on like all the multi flavors of Oreos that are out there now? Right? I mean they got the birthday cake, they got the golden one, they got the pumpkin one, they got the red velvet one. I, I don't mind it. You know, if you if you yeah. if that's your thing and you like that flavor profile, go for it. I love the uh I love the mint. The mint. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't love a, you know, I only get grasshoppers once a year, you know, when the Girl Scout cookies come yeah. out. The tenements. Are those vegan? The Girl Scout cookies, yeah, so they are. They actually have switched a lot of the Girl Scout cookies over to vegan bakeries, but some of it, like, all of the thinments now are vegan. Yeah. Um all there's one other one that's also vegan, but some of them are split in the country. So there's like two bakeries, yep. and one bakery is vegan, and the other bakery is not. So if you're like, I ordered from my friend, and I was like, which bakery do your s'mores cookies come from? <laughs> she was like, uh, let me check. <laughs> so she told me, and I knew like that bakery is vegan. So I was like, okay, give me s'mores cookies too. Ah, yeah. So there is a list. Like you can always go online. Anywhere I go, I like you can go online and be like, "What can I have that's vegan at Starbucks or at Dunkin' Donuts or at Taco Bell?" Like there is a list for everywhere now, which is helpful. And I have there's oh, an app good. too. How many times did it tell you you could eat the grass out in front of Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> you know they the vegan yeah, is so hard. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, no, the potatoes have always been vegan. Yeah. You could always get a bean burrito with or bean and rice burrito uh-huh. without cheese. Um, okay. the they took they brought the potatoes back. They got rid of them. Yeah. But then the vegans protested and it was like a really bad PR scandal. And it only took like two months. They took them off and they put them right back up. I love that. The vegans protested. Was it was it vegan based signs they were marching with? Yeah. Was it like mostly source? There were pictures, like, all over the Internet of people standing outside Taco Bell that says Taco Bell hates vegans. Wow. I don't, you know what? I think that sounds familiar. How long ago was that? Like, they just put them back on last month, so. Oh, was it was, like, November. Wow. Got it. Well, that was a good one. Uh, Tim, you <laughs> want to fire the next table? you have something on your plate? Uh, you know, with with uh, having Val here, what's... What, um, what big changes to uh, vegan or, or vegan food in restaurants do you think has occurred because of coronavirus? And as we start to 
get into the new world that we're living in, because we're not going back to where we were, what do you see um, coming in that area? Um, the biggest change, I think, is that everybody has something now, or at least they're aware of, like, what they have that is. So when the pandemic came, and I was talking about this a, a, a couple of days ago, I, I was one of you, I'm sure, because you're the only, like, Bo and Darren are the only two people I ever talked to. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't have a lot of friends. It's fine. Um, but, you know, when people, people are, have been home, so they've been home and, like, on social media, vegans are, like, the most active social media group, I think, on the planet. I mean, more, you, wait, you cannot. More than CrossFit? More than CrossFit. More than CrossFit. We talk about, uh, we, you, vegans talk about being vegan more than CrossFitters talk about being CrossFitters, more than Peloton owners talk about their Peloton, more <laughs> And I don't know, like more than anything, more than feminists talk about the vaginas, like more than. <laughs> I just Good. wanted to that's, point a reference. That's the group. That's the big one. Hey, just I'm just trying to help. They're committed. That group. <laughs> we're yeah. committed. Yeah. So they, you know, every and we're super like now that it's not so militant anymore. The the community tries to be really inclusive and, like, tell people, hey, you can get this stuff here. Like, it's okay if you're not vegan all the time. Like, start one day a week or whatever. And we do that through social media. So everybody is at home, like, sitting around doing nothing. And then, like, for, what was it, like, five or six months, there was no TV. So you yeah. were watching reruns or, you know, you were on YouTube. And, yeah. and then everybody joined TikTok. Yeah. Which I did. I love TikTok. I'm a totally obsessed with it. I have it as well. Yeah. I, I, I did. Not. I did not. <laughs> you I, should. I, I actually got oh. some pretty cool tips off t- uh, TikTok. Really? Yeah. Totally. You, and you know what? I don't want to steal your your thunder here right now, but I actually purchased no. something that I saw on TikTok. What? It was a heated <laughs> a heated vest for my son that went to school in Chicago. Oh. You hit a button. I still have it. I should probably show it to you because it didn't. Yeah. I told you, but it was a good deal, right? And I go, I'm going to try it out. And it's, you hit a button, and the vest turns red, and it starts to warm up. And then you hit it again, and it goes blue. It'll cool down, and then there's a green. Uh, it's like some of you are traffic signals. It's kind of cool to have in Chicago. You wear that and put your other shirt on, and underneath you're all warm. Dumbest idea ever. They, they hated was it. Was it 1995 as well, yeah. or what? It, it was two for 39.95. Listen, <laughs> I would wear it. I would totally wear Colorado. I, you know what, Val? I'm going to give it to you because it, it doesn't fit. My daughter, sure. just so you know, my daughter took it. She loves it. She's wearing See, the other it's thing. A, it's a totally a girl thing because guys mm-hmm. are really trying. You guys are trying to be so much. Oh, no, cool. My boyfriend fucking, he is, I've turned him, him into a Californian. He is cold at 70 degrees now. He, you know, lived in Atlanta forever, and he's like six foot one and three hundred pounds, and he's like, I'm always hot, I'm always hot. Mm-hmm. The other day, he's like in a t-shirt mm-hmm. in the living room, and he's like shivered, and I was like, looked at him, and he goes, What's the temperature in the house? And I was like, It's seventy degrees, and he's like, Can you turn the heater off? <laughs> I'm like, What happened? Whoa! Whoa! I said, I said, go put a sweater on. He's like, no. I was like, why? He's like, because I'm not cold. I was like, you just asked me to turn the heater on. You literally just asked for the heater. 
I'm not cold. It's such a boy thing. I don't. I don't need a sweater. I'm cool. I'm not cold. I'm, I'm sorry. I derailed the conversation. So I'm that's sorry. all right. I forgot what we were talking about. Where are you going with that? Oh, so because New we're so time. because we're so inclusive and we're you know all over social media, and because the virus came from a wet market where they are slaughtering animals. The general public has carried that. <laughs> what? Am I not allowed to say slaughter? Don't watch about it. You no, no, you do. No, you, you But the general public has taken that, kind of carried that over and started kind of looking at, okay, like we're we're maybe not that far off from another one of these. A lot of the data, and it's out there on social media, too, is saying, like, we're not that far off. Like, another pandemic can come because of the way we factory farm animals. There's a lot of propaganda about that now. So, <laughs> what are we all I see everything. I think got some mediators that want to respond. Well, so, so that, all that to say, all that to say that everybody is, everybody is kind of, looking at that and thinking, okay, maybe I should switch off at least a little bit here and there, and then compounded with all the climate change stuff that's going on, everybody's trying to feel like they're doing a little bit better for themselves and for the environment. So they're reaching out to restaurants saying, like, oh, what are the plant-based options? Can I, like, they if they're aware of it when they were never aware of it before. So they're willing to try. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's my market. That's my market. Let right me there. tell you, my target, that's that's a target. My target is looks completely the opposite of that. That whole section of the shelf is empty all the time. I only we exclusively drink oat milk Hard. in my house. Well, that's a target. since we're doing a podcast, we should tell everybody that we're looking yeah. at a photo. Oh, I'm sorry. Of uh a grocery store with a market that has all uh uh, vegan food on it that's full, and the rest of the the shelf is empty of non. Well, no, let's call it what it is. All the good stuff's gone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and all the byproducts. I would agree with you, but the top shelf had all guacamole, so I know that's crap. <laughs> so, uh, actually, Chef Bo, you you had a facial reaction first on what Val was saying. So, do you want to? Yeah, no, I'll chime in. I think it, I think she's absolutely right. I think that a lot of people are looking at a way to eat healthier, and I think some of it, I think it's a multi-tiered approach. I think some of it comes from the fact that, yeah, okay, you know what, there was the wet market, and it was in Wuhan, and it was crazy, and they were doing bats and scorpions and pigs and tossing all that together for some whack-ass stir-fry. But I think a lot of it, uh, I think another component of that is that, like, look, we all sat around and we were in quarantine for a while. We had stay-at-home orders, and we all packed on that COVID-15, right? And then with everything being closed, it's like, man, I got to eat healthier. I need to eat better. I got to drop some LBs. How do I do this? And they were like, oh, look, eating plant-based stuff or eating more health-conscious is better for me, and maybe I can drop some pounds at the same time because my wife doesn't want to touch me now that I'm 5'4 and weigh 450. Are you speaking from experience? Or? Not at all, man. Are you kidding me? No, I put on like I put on like ten pounds, you know. But you know, it's just one of those things where it's, I I totally agree with what she's saying. I think we are becoming more conscious as um, consumers in general, you know. And I don't think it's a bad thing. 
you know, I think there's areas there to be explored. Me, I, I look at it a little bit where I find some hypocrisy because it's like all these people 10 minutes ago were like, no GMOs. But yet, when you really break it down, all this shit's GMO'd. It's all genetically modified. You know, so it's like, where's that group now? You know, well, I, I'm just talking like the Beyond Patties and the Impossible Burgers. That's so all. Beyond, right on the package, is specifically non-genetically modified. Impossible is a genetically engineered uh, product. I, but I, I like the Beyond so much better. You look Beyond at it, is, like, you're like, how? Uh, where's this? There's some science in well, there somewhere. We just That's had a whole conversation not, about not, Oreos. Let's not start. <laughs> I'm not picking on anybody in particular. I'm just saying in general, just generalizations being 51% of the, you know, what's going on. But I think it's just something where we need to, as consumers and as people who want to be on this planet for a while, whether we have kids and we want to be around for grandkids or we want to be just live a healthier lifestyle, that it's not bad to explore these options. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I am a carnivore straight up and will never give up bacon. You hear me? Never give up bacon. I think if I heard the question right is what was coming out of COVID. Right, so Hammerhead, is that what you said? That, yep. That's yep. in the in the vegan area. So, with that said, let let me give uh, uh, Chef Tim five minutes to because that was a good question. You're supposed to call back tables of uh, twenty or more. Five big tables on tables of twenty or more. That's uh, right. That was, that was a good right. question. So, did that come from somewhere, Tim, or you just you just no, brought that I, topic I mean, up, or what were you thinking? No, I just you know look, we have someone who um, as far as I'm concerned is pretty much an expert in that area and someone that really um, is an authority when I, when I need something uh, that's who I'm going to and um, so I just kind of wanted to pick her brain a little bit and see what what she thought of it also I just wanted to say you know you made a great point about like uh, people m- maybe saying that you know this isn't the the last kind of pandemic or virus or that kind of thing and you know, if we look back uh, and just take maybe the last 20 years, I mean, think about all the different viruses that we've had. We've had the SARS and the swine and the bird and the H1N1 and and uh, mad the, cow. E. coli, yeah. mad cow, hoof and mouth disease. Shall we yeah. go on? Not, yeah, and and Those are all um, great punk band names, by the way. Um, the uh, Ebola we had twice and all that. You know, if you look at it over 20 years, what we had, nine, ten different ones, that's every two years we have one of these. So don't think that this is the last time they're going to lock us down or that um, things are going to are going to change. So, I mean, uh, I think the precedent has really been set for the way that um, society as, in a whole is going to be treated when the next one comes around uh, because probably next year we're going to run into something else. Look, we've already, we already have a new... Uh, strain of the Corona two yeah, new strains that. of the coronavirus and you know uh, I, I would be surprised if we ended up getting locked down again um, I just don't see it really going away and so you know um, you know you make a great point where when you start to say that you know people start to see maybe where some of these things are coming from. Uh, and possibly, I mean, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, but possibly um, it could be coming from some of the foods and meat or, you know, like you, you were saying, I don't know if it came from a wet market for real or not, but, um, you know, how, how, 
how are people changing? I, I know that Darren and I, for what, maybe at least a year, maybe two years, you and I talk a lot about how we have taken a lot of um, uh, meat out of our diets and done plant plant based stuff. Your kids have have um, wanted to do part of that and and just you know wanting to generally be healthy. I, I I'm trying not to eat so much beef all the time or. You know that type of stuff. So I was just, just kind of wondering, you know, what your thoughts were, where where you think um, the the vegan or the plant based stuff is going from here. It was all hyped up, you know, last January. We were all about it, but you know, during COVID, we haven't heard a whole lot about it. Mm-hmm. So we're talking well, about protein, protein and vitamin and, uh, Drop the drop the check on this table. Go ahead. So I. You know, during COVID, uh, veganism increased over 300%. So, I mean, I hear about it. You might not, but I hear about it every day. But I think where we're going are more sustainable options for the proteins that we consume every day. So what you're seeing now is we've had a lot of time this year. Uh, Researchers have had a lot of time, and the funding didn't go away in that time. So they've had the time to develop things like lab-developed meat, um, you know, tank grown and print 3D printed. So the, you were starting in Singapore. They just released their first lab developed meat, and those proteins are identical to what you see from an animal that's been grown and slaughtered, but they are grown without the rest of the animal. So you know, you're starting to, and it's much more sustainable, which is what people are looking for. And they can kind of modify it to have higher protein or different flavors and still be a whole technically animal protein product, but that's still vegan. So I think you're going to see a lot more of that coming. And we're going to see, you know, a lot of, a lot of whole, whole food, vegetable items coming that are going to, complement that so we'll see where it goes but i think the smaller what we're going to see more and more are smaller footprint smaller carbon emissions producers whether it's farming vegetables or farming animal protein well well thank you for for all of that i mean that was a, a great conversation starting with table 101 being a little fun survey on the island to a uh, diplomatic debate on Table 102 <laughs> with what's diplomatic. happening uh, economy, global warming, uh, food trends, uh, pandemics. That was a, a juicy table. So thank you, Valerie, for everything. Uh, Chef Bo, Hammerhead Tim. We uh, we are going to wrap it up and catch you on the next episode of Fire Table. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll talk to you later on. Happy to be here. Thank you. You got it. Good night, everybody. Pick it up. Have me back anytime. Okay. So, wow. All right. So that uh, that one should sit in there. That was 24 minutes. So I think we should have any problem with that. Uh, we'll we'll work on our our transitions, but I think the timing worked out good. So we should be able to have like two different episodes going up. We don't want to get into the food championship brackets. I pulled it up and everything. Well, we, no, we can do it. We, I'm about to eat. It's seven o'clock. Oh. Can we fire? fire next Sorry, week? that's my fault. No, we can fire it next week. That's fine. Okay. Val, right, you want to so, come? Well, do we want to bring Val back for next week since she's here? Uh, 
Valerie is near and dear to me, so she's welcome time. I'm just a huge fan of Valerie, so we'll leave that up to her. We'll do an open uh, invitation. Yeah, I think I can come next week. Yeah, I love that. Was that, uh, are you like in the dog's room? Was that the the spot the dog gets fed all the time right behind you? That We have four dogs, so two of them get fed back here and two of them get fed in the kitchen. Ah. Sounds like their toenails need to get cut. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Probably before it, they they tap dance in the back. They're probably like this long with No, they're not. <laughs> no. Uh, so Tim, you just pulled that question out of your out of your uh, your ass there, huh? <laughs> I did. No, jeez. Look, when you got an expert here, and and you have limited time, I mean, you got to go for the meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no pun intended. No, right? Go for the meat. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm about to go eat some meat. That you mentioned that I got a meat uh, meat ramen ball. Hey, uh, I made ramen tonight. It's the only meat I've had this week. You have to clarify <laughs> something, though. You have to clarify something. When you said you had to go get groceries, was it get them out of the car or was it take them out of the bag and put them away? Yeah. Get them no, out of the no. car. Thank you. Yeah. So I got them out of the car, and just a little fun fact for you. Uh, I can close the hatchback on a GMC Acadia with my forehead. <laughs> Is that because the you had all of the groceries in one trip? Did you do one trip? No, I did. Uh, I did two trips. I only got one. Got the other one. Okay. But I had the last trip in the box. So I was, I was right. going, you had that big box. That's fair. Yeah, I had the two box. Well, then I ran out to get that box, which then was full of my Pellegrino that I wasn't going to do. Was now now I will purchase the canister. Remember, remember, readyrefresh.com. Okay, readyrefresh.com. It does bring up a good point that I have everything just to make my own. I don't give a shit. I, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, re- what is it? Ready fresh? What else? Ready, ready refresh. Dot com. Championship bracket next week. 